بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته So today inshallah we're going to be continuing <coughs> our series on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and today we're going to be covering the, the name of Allah Al-Wadud Al-Wadud coming from the root uh, verb of Wadda Wadu Waddan, Widdan or Wuddan or Widadan or Wadadan or Wudadan uh, or Mawadda So subhanAllah there's lots of masadir many different infinitives uh, if you will uh, but all of it goes back to the concept of to love, to love intensely, to like, to want, to wish, to desire something. Uh, usually when you think of the word love in Arabic, you think of hub, but there are many different words for love, and uh, uh, wad or wud is definitely one of them that is uh, a more intense, more passionate. So al-wadud is on the fa'ul pattern, which is a hyperbolized uh, pattern, and it could actually refer to the hyperbolization of two different potentials. One of them is the fa'il, and one of them is the maf'ul. So uh, fa'ul or, or wadud could be uh, the hyperbolized version of wadun, uh, which is the most loving, or al-maudud, which is the most loved. Therefore, simply put, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-wadud, could be translated as both. So I know this is a lot of technical Arabic uh, jargon here, but for those of you that may be less familiar with that, to make it very, very simple, al-wadud could have two possible meanings. The one who is the most loving and the one who is the most loved. Both of them are valid meanings of al-wadud. Yes. So the name of Allah ta'ala, al-wadud, occurs twice in the Qur'an. Uh, once uh, in Surah 11, which is Surah Hud, ayah number 90, in which Allah ta'ala says, and this is actually, I believe, Salih uh, uh, I'm speaking. He says, وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ إِنَّ رَبِّي رَحِيمٌ وَدُودٌ He says, and ask forgiveness of your Lord and then repent to him. Indeed, my Lord is Rahim, is merciful and wadud. He is affectionate. This is the way it's translated. So why the pairing of these two names of Allah, Rahim and wadud? Well, Mercy is for everybody, but, uh, but mercy and love is for the repenter specifically. That's why it says, وَتُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ Repent. Why? Because everybody gets a certain amount of mercy from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is ar-Rahman and ar-Rahim. Allah Ta'ala is, uh, you know, exceedingly merciful. But to have not just mercy, but in addition to that, love, that is something that is reserved, you could say, for those who are repenting. That seems to be highlighted here in this ayah, and Allah knows best. Furthermore, in uh, Surah Buruj, which is Surah 85, ayah number 14, Allah Ta'ala says, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ And he is the forgiving and the affectionate. So why, why pairing these two together, uh, forgiveness and love, or affection and loving? Uh, well, the reason could be, uh, it could be the case that a person forgives somebody. You can imagine, you know, somebody bothers me and I'm angry at them. And then I say, you know what, I forgive you, yet I'm still angry uh, and deep down. In other words, I've forgiven you. I'm not going to take any re retaliation. I'm not going to take you to court. I'm not going to demand, let's say, some sort of payment in return. I've forgiven it. I've let it go from a technical standpoint. But, technical standpoint. but deep in my heart, I don't have that same feeling towards that person. I don't necessarily have that same love for that individual. Yet when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives, he forgives and loves the one that he forgives. So subhanAllah, again, there's an emphasis on what? The repenter is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That ta'ibu habibullah, that the, the ta'ib, the one who is uh, do, doing tawbah regularly, he is the beloved person. He is the one who is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should also remember that when it comes to the fact that Allah Ta'ala is al-wadud, meaning he is the one that loves the most intensely, but at the same time, he is the one who is loved the most. We have to remember that this is actually a condition of tawheed. A lot of people don't really think about this. Sometimes we think to ourselves, well, Allah Ta'ala gave me a bunch of commands, and I will do those commands. You know, I have to pray and fast and give charity and so forth. I, okay, these are the things I must do. Okay, I'll do them, but I don't love it. You know, uh, I'm not really enjoying any of this. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a soldier. I've been given my, my orders. I do what I'm told, and that's it. And my response to that is, 
you should remember that love is actually a condition of Tawheed. Love is a condition that in order to truly uh, be a believer, uh, a Muslim, in order to, for your Tawheed to be complete, it can't just be that you submit to it, but that you do so in a loving way, acknowledging that Allah Ta'ala uh, is uh, you know, the most wise and uh, the most merciful and so forth, that you do so lovingly. And I want to remind you that SubhanAllah, just saying I believe is not enough. Why? Because Iblis believes. Right? We have to remember that Iblis, who you know, obviously got the title of Shaytan, he is considered what? A kafir, as Allah Ta'ala says, إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ أَبَى وَاسْتَكْبَرَ وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ That except for Iblis, he refused to prostrate, he refused, he was arrogant, and he became one of the disbelievers. Now you might ask, kafir, how is he a disbeliever? He doesn't disbelieve in the sense of denying Allah, obviously. Uh, because he even, in fact, is, it's very well known that he made dua to Allah. He said, oh Allah, give me time. Give me time until uh, the last day. Let me live an extra long life so I can keep on tempting these people. And Allah Ta'ala responded to his dua and gave him that time. So clearly he believes in Allah. Iblis is not foolish enough to bow down to an idol or to believe in other deities. He only, he, calls, he speaks to Allah and says, Rabbi, my Lord, my master, he knows who's in charge. But he doesn't have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't have that willing submissiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what makes him a disbeliever. So it's very important to remember that, yes, uh, tawheed, uh, one of the conditions for tawheed to be a true believer is what? Loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I want to cover five different uh, perspectives on al-wadud, five different possible meanings. One is that Allah ta'ala is generally loved by humanity. Allah is the one who is loved the most by all of humanity in the broadest and most general way. And then we're going to get to the specific later, inshallah. But what do I mean by this? What I mean is that every religious group claims to love God. Every religious group, in one way or another, says that, oh, we love God, we pray to God, we worship God. Uh, but the big question is, does God love you? Love you? Does God love them? And uh, in fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alludes to this point by saying what? Allah says to the Prophet to inform humanity. Qul, in kuntum Allah, Allah Say, O Muhammad, tell these people, if you should truly love Allah, then follow me. In other words, if you really, you know, you're saying that oh, I love Allah. Okay, fine. If you truly love Allah, then follow, follow me, as in referring to follow the Messenger. And then Allah will love you and forgive your sins, and Allah is forgiving and merciful. So, subhanAllah, this is a very, very important ayah, acknowledging that every religious group says, we love God, we love God, we, we worship God, we praise God, we thank God. And as a Muslim, you're supposed to say, well, then follow the messengers, right? Specifically, follow the Prophet If you truly love Allah, then follow Nabi Wasallam, his sunnah. Yes, so Allah Ta'ala does not love everybody. We know this. We know that Allah Ta'ala says what? وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ وَالنَّصَارَى نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَأَحِبَّاءُ that the Jews and the Christians, they say, we are the children of Allah and his beloved ones. So say in response to them, قُلْ uh, So why does he punish you for your sins? And so Allah Ta'ala is highlighting that, no, it's not that I just love everybody. Uh, many people claim that, oh, God loves us, we love him. But yeah, you can, you can love God all you want, but you have to do what he actually commands, be obedient and try to be nervous and ask yourself, okay, I love him, but does he love me? So the second uh, general uh, point is what? Allah Ta'ala has a general love for humanity. Yes, it is true that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala does have a general love for humanity. What do I mean by this? Well, the Prophet does say, that no child is born except upon the fitrah. So the fact is Allah Ta'ala creates each and every one of us with a clean slate. Now this clearly is an act 
of, uh, of affection, uh, an act of love. The fact that we, we don't start evil, we actually start good, and then we're given this free will where we can choose, and then we can either choose good or bad. But the fact is that the fact that we start with this fitrah, this natural inclination to worship Allah, to get to know Him, to be a good person, understanding right from wrong, this in and of itself, subhanAllah, is a, a demonstration of Allah's general love. Furthermore, Allah Ta'ala honored every human being. Allah Ta'ala says, That we have certainly honored the children of Adam. Every single human being has a certain amount of honor that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed within them. And this, again, is a demonstration of His general love. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala doesn't overburden human, human beings either. No human being is overburdened. Uh, as Allah Ta'ala says, uh, Allah does not burden a soul except with that which is within His capacity. In other words, uh, Allah Ta'ala doesn't give us rules that we can't handle, that are too heavy for us, that are too hard for us. Uh, Allah Ta'ala only gives us rules that are within our capacity. And we all know that if certain rules are exceeding your ability, let's say, for example, you're, you're commanded to pray standing up and you can't, well, then you can pray sitting down. You're not forced to stand up, you know, despite the fact that your leg is broken or something like this, right? So again, this is one demonstration of Allah not overburdening a human being. And there's other examples, like, for example, the fact that uh, uh, human beings have a certain pain threshold, right? And then after a certain amount of pain, they either pass out or they could straight up die. Uh, uh, this, you know, it seems a little bit morbid, but at the, at the same time, it's actually very merciful. The fact that there's a certain amount of pain uh, that we go through and then our bodies just give out. And so subhanAllah, only Allah knows what that, that exact uh, amount of pain is, uh, that threshold. But the fact is that, yes, it does cut off at a certain point. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, you can go through a lot of pain, but if it gets to a certain threshold, your, your mind is just going to shut off. And this is Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala not overburdening a soul with more than it can bear. It would be so horrible if human beings were left to the, their own devices. I'm sure human beings, as sick as we are, unfortunately, human history has proven that we would uh, torture one another uh, unending uh, to, to, to uh, you know, um, you know, uh, no, no limit when it comes to how much pain we could uh, deliver to one another, to our enemies, uh, through torture methods, et cetera, et cetera, if we had the ability to do so. But alhamdulillah, there becomes to a certain method, to a certain, certain threshold, and then the person just shuts down, uh, either uh, passing out or dying or whatever the case may be. So again, this, is, this, this, uh, this, this reality that human beings are designed a certain way, it goes to show that Allah Ta'ala is showing a certain level of affection and love and mercy towards us. And furthermore, the whole purpose why did Allah Ta'ala create us to begin with? Begin with Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكَ لَجَعَلَ النَّاسُ أُمَّةً وَاحِدَةً وَلَا يَزَالُونَ مُخْتَلِفِينَ And if your Lord had willed, He could have made mankind one community, but they will not cease to differ. إِلَّا مَنْ رَحِمَ رَبُّكَ وَلِذَلِكَ خَلَقَهُمْ Allah says, except whom your Lord has given mercy, and for that He created them. So this ayah is saying, look, I created all of humanity so that I could show them this loving mercy, that I could be affectionate towards them, so that I could be kind to them. This is the whole reason why you people exist. That being said, though, you do have free will, and some of you will differ with one another and fight just for the sake of fighting, and, you know, uh, this is, you know, your, your nature, but some of you will embrace your purpose. Some of you are made, yeah, I mean, all of you are made for this mercy, and some of you will actually live according uh, um, uh, to, my, to my laws and commands and so forth, and therefore you will receive that mercy, you will receive that love. SubhanAllah is a very, very beautiful ayah. The fact that Allah says, That's the reason I made them, SubhanAllah, to receive this loving mercy. It's amazing. Uh, thirdly, Allah Ta'ala is loved in a specific way by the believers. So now, we get, now that we've done the general, let's take a look at the specific. Allah is loved in a specific way by the believers. The mu'minin, the believers, they have a specific kind of love for Allah. This is described in the Qur'an when Allah says, Allah says, and yet among the people are those 
who take other than Allah as equals to him, and they love them as they should love Allah. And here's the key part. Then Allah says, but those who believe are stronger. They're more intense in their love for Allah. This is a very, very important ayah. I've mentioned it many times, and I, I like to highlight it a lot because I think it's very crucial that we understand what Allah Ta'ala is saying here. There are people that will love things, objects, whatever it may be, more than they love their Lord, right? So you could see this person, uh, I don't know, loves uh, this idol more than they love Allah. This person loves maybe their spouse. They've almost deified them the way they, you know, uh, worship uh, their uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case is. It could be drugs. It could be money. It could be fame. It could be status. There are people that they will put, whatever it may be, something other than Allah, number one on their list, the most important thing in their life. So they are loving that thing as they should love Allah. However, Allah then says what? However, the believers are who? They are more intense in their love for Allah. In other words, if you, if you claim to be a believer, you should have the feeling, I will never be outdone by these people. As addicted as the drug addict is to his drugs, I'm more addicted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As in love as you claim to be, oh, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my spouse, whatever the case is, I'm so in love with them, it's like I'll do literally anything for them. You should feel like I will not be outdone by you and your, let's say, quote-unquote, idol, the, the way you've idolized this individual, I won't be outdone by you. I refuse. I refuse that you will treat your, let's say, idol, whatever it may be, or let's say the people who are willing to cheat others just to make a little bit extra money. Those people who night and day, all they do is work for cash. They just, I just need more, more money, more money, or more status, or whatever the case is. Some people, they work so hard in terms of money that it ruins all their relationships. It ruins themselves. They go through so much stress, they get sick, their body's out of shape, uh, they cut off relationships, they get a divorce, they, they don't even know their own children. Why? I just need more and more and more money. Such a person, you have to be able to look at that person and say, I can see you have idolized your money, and as a believer, I will not be outdone. I have to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than you love your money. SubhanAllah, it's a very, very heavy uh, uh, concept. It's a very heavy ayah of the Qur'an in Surah Baqarah, ayah number 165. And so we should remember this ayah and think, no matter what these people are obsessed with, I am more obsessed with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what it means. So this is what I mean that when, 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 you say that, when we say that Allah ta'ala is loved in a specific way by the believers, it is more intense than anybody else's love for any other, uh, let's say, uh, idol out there. Furthermore, they uh, are loving Allah ta'ala more than anything else, as Allah ta'ala says in the Qur'an. قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala says in Surah number 9, Surah Tawbah, ayah number 24, Say, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if your fathers, your sons, your brothers, your wives, your relatives, your wealth which you have obtained, commerce wherein you fear decline, the dwellings with which you are pleased, are if any of these things are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger and jihad in His cause, fighting for His cause, then wait until Allah executes His command and Allah does not guide the defiantly disobedient people. SubhanAllah. This is even more explicitly describing what? If you idolize anything, whether it's your family members, your money, whether it be, uh, subhanAllah, any of these uh, worldly, your dwellings, your home, you, I love my, oh, I love my house and my family and my, and my, and my community and my lifestyle and my this, whatever it may be. If you put that above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger and striving in the cause of Allah ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is essentially describing what? That this makes you from amongst 
uh, uh, a disobedient people. This means that you do not have true faith, subhanAllah. So we should make the dua, Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak, wa hubba man yuhibbuk, wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak, Allahumma ja'al hubbaka ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma' al-barid. That we should make the dua, oh Allah, we ask you for your love, and the love of who you love, and deeds that will make us reach your love. Oh Allah, make your love more beloved to us than our own selves, our own families, and even cold water. SubhanAllah. Even, anybody can imagine, on a super hot day, just getting that first cold sip to quench the thirst, uh, you know, uh, uh, fixing that dehydration. SubhanAllah, we all know how beloved that is. So, SubhanAllah, even that should be something that is lower on our list than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and loving Him. Furthermore, love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends to the Messenger, of course, because the Messenger helps us to teach us how to get close to Allah. The Prophet said, What? لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. None of you is a true believer until I am dearer to him, I am more beloved to him than his child, his father, and the whole of mankind. Yes, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends to the believers, as Allah ta'ala says, What? In the that indeed, those who have believed and done righteous deeds, the most merciful will appoint for them affection. Wud, again, the same word, that's where you get wadud from. Allah Ta'ala is going to put that wud, that love between each other as believers. So it doesn't just, the, the love that you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it therefore translates to loving the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and loving this ummah, all of the believers. In fact, this is a promise of Allah Ta'ala in Surah Maryam, ayah number 96, that those who believe and do righteous deeds, Allah Ta'ala is going to place this special affection and love between one another. And the Prophet said that Allah says in a hadith Qudsi, uh, that Allah Ta'ala says what? وَجَبَتْ مَحَبَّتِي لِلْمُتَحَابِّينَ فِيَّ وَالْمُتَجَالِسِينَ فِيَّ وَالْمُتَزَاوِرِينَ فِيَّ وَالْمُتَبَاذِلِينَ فِيَّ That uh, Allah Ta'ala, the Almighty, He says, my love is guaranteed for those who love each other for my sake, who sit together for my sake, who visit each other for my sake, and who spend on each other for my sake. Buying each other gifts, having that special love for one another is all an extension of you as a believer loving Allah and loving the Messenger and loving this Ummah. So yes, very, this is point number three is what? The Ummah, the, 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 the believers have a very special love for their Lord that translates into so many different points. And then point number four is that yes indeed, Allah Ta'ala has a very specific love for the believers. Of course, he's going to be giving them paradise. And subhanAllah, the love that Allah Ta'ala has for the believers is something very unique. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimullah, he says something very beautiful. He says, وَكَمَا أَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ فَلَيْسَ كَمَحَبَّتِهِ شَيْءٍ وَلَيْسَ كَمَحَبَّتِهِ مَحَبَّةٌ that, and just as he has nobody that is like him, we know that Allah says in the Quran, no, nobody is like him whatsoever. So Ibn al-Qayyim, he says, and just as he has nobody who is like him, there's nothing like his love as well. And there's no love like loving him. So subhanAllah, uh, it's a very beautiful way he, he, he described it, that subhanAllah, Allah is unique and therefore his love is unique. And loving him is unique and there is no love like it, subhanAllah. Furthermore, Allah Ta'ala describes those who he loves when he says what? يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَعِزَّةٍ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ يُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَخَافُونَ لَوْمَةَ لَائِمْ When Allah describes those who love him uh, and who he loves, he says, he will love and who will love him, as in so there's this mutual love between the believers and Allah Ta'ala, and then he says, who are they? They are humble towards the believers, powerful against the disbelievers, they strive in the cause of Allah, and they do not fear the blame of the critic. So SubhanAllah, what are these four points? If you want to know, 
who are, the, who are these people that Allah Ta'ala truly loves? Well, Allah Ta'ala gives their descriptions and lets us know who they are. You will find that the ones that Allah loves are the ones who have humility towards the believers. So, you know, when somebody walks into the masjid and starts arguing with everybody, always wants to get into a fight and wants to throw their, you know, tough guy act around and act so, with so much bravado and likes to yell at everybody. And you think to yourself, subhanAllah, brother, you don't act like this when you're anywhere else. You don't act like this when you go to Walmart. You don't act like this when you, I don't know, go to the store or go to the doctor's office. You only act so rude and so harsh when you come to the masjid. Okay, that is the opposite of what we're aiming at. You want the exact opposite. You want somebody who, when they come to the masjid, they feel like, subhanAllah, these are the believers. I have to show uh, an extra love, uh, an extra level of humility towards them. mu'minin. That's number one. Number two is what? They're, they're powerful against the disbelievers. This doesn't mean that you go around being rough, but in the sense that, you know, you know that you have this izzah, you have this honor, you have this superiority. You know that Islam puts you uh, uh, in a position where, alhamdulillah, you know the truth. You're upon, you're upon guidance, and you almost feel bad for them. And you almost want to say, like, look, you guys really need to step up your game. You're, you're lost, and we are the ones that are guided. So when that person has that sense of izzah, that sense of honor, and they actually feel bad for the disbeliever, regardless of how much money he has, I know that I, I look at this person, I feel bad for them. This is, again, showing that what? Allah loves this person and that they strive for the sake of Allah. Whatever they look, they look in this world, they see that the community needs something, they see that the ummah needs something, whether it be donation money, whether it be spending time giving halaqat, teaching classes, whether it's, I don't know, uh, the masjid needs cleaning. Whatever it is, they strive. They strive for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are always willing to strive and fight in, for Allah's cause. And they do not fear the blame of the blamer. Why? Because at the end of the day, they care about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number one, and everybody else, if they don't like it, so what? Now, there are eight categories of those who Allah loves. Wallahu yuhibbu, and Allah loves who? Allah mentions this in the Quran. So, wallahu yuhibbul mutawakkilin. Allah mentions that He loves those who rely upon Him. At-tawabin, those who repent to Him. Al-mutatahirin, those who are purifying themselves. Uh, constantly, you know, very careful about living in a clean environment and being clean themselves in terms of their clothes, body, etc. Al-muqsitin, those who are just, Allah loves them. And also, Those who fight in his cause, Mujahideen, those who fight, and they are like a Bunyan uh, Marsus, a reinforced wall. In other words, they are tight together. They have each other's back. They rely upon each other. So this is not talking about some vigilante uh, justice where you go out as some lone wolf and start harming people. No, this is talking about fighting in an organized methodology that is sanctioned by a government and that is, you know, legitimate uh, form of jihad. Uh, this is all um, emphasized by this. Allah Ta'ala mentions that he loves what? As-sabirin, those who are patient, al-muttaqeen, those who have fear of him and have self-restraint and stay away from temptation, and al-muhsineen, those who excel in doing good, those who do excellence in their life, subhanAllah. So these are eight categories of people who Allah Ta'ala loves mentioned throughout the Qur'an. There is a ripple effect. When Allah Ta'ala loves a certain abd, we know that the Prophet said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا دَعَى جِبْرِيلِ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أُحِبُّ فُلَانًا فَأَحِبَّهُ That when Allah loves a servant, He calls to Jibreel and He says, Indeed, I love so-and-so, so you should love him as well. Then Jibreel salam, calls to the inhabitants of the heavens and says, you know, Allah loves this person, I love this person, so you should love them as well. And this goes on that, subhanAllah, this person's love gets placed on humanity. So what does that imply? that, that, there, that, uh, that, that there's this, this love gets placed. It implies that this person has some sort of, you could say, almost like a charming personality, or they just have this general goodness about them. Uh, you could say that they have an inner light. They have something about them that, subhanAllah, people look at them and say there's something about this person that is truly beautiful. And, of course, fifthly, uh, Allah Ta'ala is the source of all love. 
Allah Ta'ala being Al-Wadud implies what? That Allah is the creator and the sustainer of everything and everything and everyone that you've ever loved. Everything and everyone that you've ever loved, it has been created and sustained by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. What does that mean? That all of that love that you have for family members, friends, I don't know, your car, this is my favorite food, I love this, I love that, whatever it is that you say that you love, SubhanAllah, you should remember that all this is coming from Al-Wadud, the source of love, and therefore it's your, that love should return back to him. Um, and then you should ask yourself, is it that everything that I love, I love for Allah's sake, right? Because you could love your car, but that should translate to what? I should drive to the masjid more often, right? I should give rides to the believers who, you know, they need it, they need help, right? Uh, you could say that I love my house, right? Okay, well, do you use it to invite guests and feed your brothers and sisters and to create a loving environment and to give da'wah, to call people to Islam by sitting them in your home and serving them and, you know, being kind to them and talking to them about their deen and trying to guide them. You see my point? Whatever, if you really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and appreciate uh, uh, you know, the different things that he has given you, you're going to use those things that you love for his sake, for his love. And this is emphasized in which, uh, when the Prophet says what? مَنْ أَحَبَّ لِلَّهِ وَأَبْغَضَ لِلَّهِ وَأَعْطَى لِلَّهِ وَمَنَعَ لِلَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ if anybody, if, anybody loves Allah, uh, if anybody loves for Allah's sake and hates for Allah's sake, he gives for Allah's sake and he withholds for Allah's sake, then he will have perfected his faith. So yes, whatever... It should always be for the sake of Allah, whether you loving or hating, giving or withholding, all of it sh should be with Allah Ta'ala in mind and ultimately getting closer to Him. There is a very important warning that Allah Ta'ala can use love uh, uh, for or against you. So remember that uh, just because you have love for somebody doesn't mean it's a good thing. Just because, oh, but I love her and therefore she's my girlfriend, I'm doing haram with her, you know, but it's love, it must be good because love is divine, right? Well, just remember that love can be used as a weapon against you. And Allah Ta'ala talks about this in the Qur'an when Allah says, minni." When Allah says that, Ya Musa, I placed, I bestowed upon you love for me. In other words, right from the day that you were born, there was something special about you that everybody loved you. I made you like that. Now, how did Allah Ta'ala use that love that he gave to Musa Alayhi Allah says, uh, what? Uh, and the family of Fir'aun picked him up out of the river so that he would become to them an enemy and a cause of grief. So subhanAllah, it's very interesting that Allah Ta'ala put this love in Musa alayhi The mother puts him in the basket, he goes up the river, and then this uh, wife of Fir'aun picks him up and says, oh, look at this baby, I love him. And then, yes, Fir'aun felt soft towards him, felt, oh, wow, I love this baby too. It's such a beautiful baby. Everybody loved him. And he was placed there, why? Specifically to destroy them. So subhanAllah, love doesn't necessarily, just because they loved him, doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to be for them. It could be that it was, for, it was against them. And so what is the effect that the believer should have when they have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Well, the effect is that they want to get closer to Allah through all means. Specifically what? The fara'id, the obligations. As we know that Allah says in a hadith Qudsi, وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا افْتَرَضْتُ عَلَيْهِ وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبَّهُ That Allah Ta'ala says, and the, and the most beloved things with which my slave comes nearer to me is whatever I have obliged him to do. In other words, praying five times a day, fasting in Ramadan. These are the things that I love for him to do the most. And my slave keeps coming closer to me through performing the nawafil, the extra deeds. Until what? Until I become the hearing with, with, with which he hears, the seeing with which he sees, his hand with which he grasps, the leg with which he walks. And uh, if he asks me, I will give him. 
so subhanAllah, and if I, he uh, takes refuge in me, I will give him protection. And I do not hesitate to do anything uh, as I hesitate to take the soul of the believer, for he hates death and I hate to harm him. So subhanAllah, is a very, very beautiful hadith uh, in Sahih Bukhari where Allah Ta'ala is describing that I love the ones who do the obligations, and then if you want to get closer to me, with nawafil. This is what we should be focused on, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Furthermore, we should read the Qur'an. The Qur'an is the statement, the word of Allah Ta'ala, his speech to us. We should take it very personally. The Prophet says what? Inna lillahi ahlina minan nas. Allah has his own people amongst mankind. Qalu ya Rasulullah, uh, uh, man hum? O Messenger of Allah, who are these people? Hum ahlul Qur'ani, ahlullahi wa khasatuhu. They are the people of the Qur'an. They are the people of Allah and those who are closest to him. SubhanAllah. The people of the Qur'an are the people of Allah, those who are his special ones, khasatuhu. This is something that we need to remember. And the final hadith, I know this is very long. Those of you that are sticking with us, jazakallah khair. Uh, hopefully you develop some love out of this, inshallah ta'ala. The final point, and so this, this is the end of it. I, I'll finish with this, inshallah ta'ala. Having a sweet ending. It's a very, very beautiful hadith. Uh, it is considered uh, sahih. Uh, authentic by uh, Shu'ib al-Arnaut and uh, also uh, al-Albani. It's a hadith mentioned by al-Hakim. The Prophet says what? إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَ بِعَبْدٍ خَيْرًا عَسَّلَهُ If Allah Ta'ala wants good for a servant, he sweetens him. Asal, asal is honey, right? SubhanAllah, what a beautiful hadith. He sweetens him, he makes him, he makes him honey, <laughs> sweetens him. وَهَلْ تَدْرُونَ مَا عَسَّلَهُ And, uh, and, they, they, and then the Prophet says, do you know what sweetens him? And they said, Allah wa Rasuluhu. Uh, Allah and his messenger know best. So the Prophet is asking, do you know what sweetens this abd? How does this person become sweet? And they say, only Allah and his messenger, they know best. And so he says what? That Allah opens up good deeds for him before his death to the point that even his neighbors and his community are pleased with him. So subhanAllah, imagine a person's getting older and maybe, you know, they had a bit of a tough personality, but deep down they had a genuine love for Allah and now Allah Ta'ala loves them. So how is this going to play out? Allah Ta'ala is going to sweeten them. How is Allah Ta'ala going to sweeten them? That you're going to find the people around him, family members, friends, the community. Everybody's going to notice that this person's doing more and more and more good and becoming kinder and sweeter and softening in terms of their stances and in terms of their personality. And when they start to sweeten up like this, subhanAllah, this is the way Allah Ta'ala takes them. This goes to show that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted good for them. Uh, he wanted good for them. How did he do? He made him sweet. So may Allah Ta'ala make us all sweet. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who are not only loving him generally, or he loves us generally, but we are more amongst the specific, that we love him in the specific way like the believers do, and that he loves us in the way that the true believers are loved. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakul khair, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa